In these last days, the Bible predicts a turning away from biblical truth. In order to combat false teachings that are running rampant and a growing lack of biblical literacy, Behold Israel provides weekly public readings of Scripture to equip you with the pure Word of God, read in an international community with interaction and application. Each week, we host different guests from all walks of life. Our original readings can be found on our Behold Israel community channel on YouTube or on our Facebook channel. These are audio versions created to make it convenient for your busy schedule. Now, on to our readings. Shalom lekulam. Hello to everybody, Pastor Mike Golay here. This is PRS, Public Reading of Scripture, a lost art in the church where we sit back and listen to portions of the Bible. A lot of us don't like to read, a lot of us find it daunting, and a lot of us don't like to do it alone. Well, this is why we do PRS. And tonight, or today, whatever time zone that you're in, I decided to do another community interaction. I loved last week so much that I figured, let's do this again. And so if you're new in this room, what that means is that we're going to read passages, and then I'm going to open up the chat, show it on the screen, and I want to read comments out loud. And so before we begin, let's have a word of prayer that the Lord would show us what he wants us to apply. And keep in mind, all we're going to do is just sit back and listen. I'm going to do the reading, and you're going to listen and see what the Lord says to you through his word. Not through my words, but through his word. So, Lord, bless each viewer right now. We ask that you will enlighten us, challenge us, allow us to see what we need to do as a result of being here or watching this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, to keep things fresh, I normally read in advance the, the passages. Tonight, we're going to do two. We're going to do Joshua chapter 13 and 14. And normally, I come up with a plan of what I want to talk about. But I want to keep it pure tonight, including reading. I have not read these chapters in advance. This is going to be strictly uh, cold turkey, as we say in English, straight up. And for the first passage, we are going to read Joshua chapter 13. Now, before we begin, if you have one friend that loves scripture, that wants to join us tonight, click the share button on either Facebook or click the link on YouTube and text it to a friend or share it with a friend. Let's see if we can get some more listeners in here. Now, with that being said, gear up, listen, and be prepared to give feedback when I open up the chat. Let's do chapter 13, Joshua. Now, Joshua was old and advanced in years. I like how it says advanced in years. He has much experience. And the Lord said to him, You are old, advanced in years, and there remains very much land yet to be possessed. This is the land that yet remains. Okay, here's the lands. Okay, the territory of the Philistines and all that of the Gershurites from Sihor, which is east of Egypt, as far as the border of Ekron, northward, which is counted as Canaanite. The five lords of the Philistines, the Gazites, the Ashdodites, the Ashkelonites, the Gittites, the Ekronites, also Avites from the south, all the land of the Canaanites, and Meirah that belongs to the Sidonians as far as Afek, 
to the border of the Amorites, the land of the Gabalites, and all Lebanon toward the sunrise, from Baal Gad, below Mount Hermon, as far as the entrance to Hamath, all the inhabitants of the mountains of Lebanon, as far as the brook Misrephoth, and all the Sidonians, them I will drive out from before the children of Israel, only divided by lot to Israel as an inheritance, as I commanded you. Now therefore divide this land as an inheritance to the nine tribes and half the tribe of Manasseh. Did you follow all those territories? After this broadcast, it might be worth it to take a map, a Bible map, and go and look at all of those territories. That was the land that was given to the Israelites. And by the way, that entire area still stands and belongs to the Israelites. Just think about that, even today. Go and see for yourself the borders. Now, verse 8. With the other half-tribe, the Reubenites and the Gadites received their inheritance, which Moses had given them, beyond the Jordan eastward, as Moses the servant of the Lord had given them. From Aror, which is on the bank of the river Arnon, and the town that is in the midst of the ravine and all the plain of Medeba, as far as Dibon, all the cities of Sihon, king of Amorites, who reigned in Hishbon, as far as the border of the children of Ammon. That's uh, modern-day Jordan. Think about that. Gilad, the border of the Gersherites and the Maachalites. Hmm. If I was reading in Hebrew, it might even be easier. All Mount Hermon and Bashan as far as Salka, all the kingdom of Og in Bashan, who reigned in Ashtarot, and Adre, who remained of the remnant of the giants. For Moses had defeated and cast out these. Nevertheless, the children of Israel did not drive out the Gersherites, the Maachathites, but the Gershrites and the Maachathites dwell among the Israelites until this day. And of course, that means until the day of writing of this actual document, which would have been uh, over 2,000 years ago. Only to the tribe of Levi, he had given no inheritance. The sacrifices of the Lord God of Israel made by fire are their inheritance, as he said to them. Now, I know this can be a little bit shall we say, hard to pay attention to. But sit back, listen to this. This is now the beginning of the allotment. And Moses had given the tribe to the tribe of the children of Reuben an inheritance according to their families. The territory was from Aror, which is on the bank of the river Arnon, and the city that is in the midst of the ravine and all the plain by Medeva. Heshbon and all its cities that are in the plain, Dibon, Bamot Baal, Bet Baal, Maon, Jahaza, Kedemot, Mefaat, Kiriataim, Sibma, Zeret Shahar on the Mount of the Valley. Bet Pior, maybe I should have read through this in advance in Hebrew and I could have got all these words pronounced correctly. But let's see one of you do a better job, huh? Bet Pior, the slopes of Pisgah and Bet Jeshimot. All the cities of the plain and all the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, who Moses had struck with the princes of Midian, Evi, Rechem, Zur, Hur, and Reba, were all, who were all princes of Sihon dwelling in the country. The children of Israel also killed with the sword Balaam, the son of Beor. Remember him? The soothsayer among those who were killed by them. 
and the border of the children of Reuben was the bank of the Jordan. This was the inheritance of the children of Reuben, according to their families, the cities and their villages. Just a pause for a minute. Again, if you take a map and look at these regions, you can see with your own eyes the allotment that God had for these regions. The reason I bring this up, in Revelation chapter 7, it talks about 144,000 Jews coming from specific tribes. Now, what are the regions of these tribes? Well, they are given here, okay? Uh, and we'll talk maybe about that later. How in the world are these lost tribes possibly identifiable? I would love to hear what you say in the comments, but not yet. Just listen. Moses also had given an inheritance to the tribe of God. To the children of God, according to their families, their territory was Jezar and all the cities of Gilad and half the land of the Ammonites as far as Aroer, which is before Rabbah, and from Heshbon to Ramat Mitzpah, and Betonim, and from Mahanaim to the border of Dabir, and all and, and in the valley Bet Haram, Bet Nimrah, Sukkot, and Zaphon, the rest of the kingdom of Sihon, king of Heshbon, with the Jordan as its border as far as the edge of the Sea of Chinirit. That's the Sea of Galilee. In, in Hebrew, it's called Chinerit. And uh, it's come from the Hebrew word Kinor, which means harp. The Sea of Galilee is shaped as a harp, if you look at it from the sky. And that's why they call it that. This is the inheritance of the children of God, according to their families, the cities, and their villages. So that's God. You ready for the half-tribe the half tribe of Manasseh? Moses also had given inheritance to the half-tribe of Manasseh, and it was for half the tribe of the children of Manasseh, according to their families. Their territory was from Mahanaim, al-Bashan, all the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, and all the towns of Jair, which are in Bashan, 60 cities, half of Gilad and Ashtaroth and Edrei. Cities of the kingdom of Og of Bashan were for the children of Mahir, the son of Manasseh, for half of the children of Mahir, according to their families. These are the areas which Moses had distributed as an inheritance in the plains of Moab, on the other side of the Jordan, by Jericho eastward. But to the tribe of Levi, Moses had given no inheritance. It's the second time it mentions that. The Lord God of Israel was their inheritance, as he said to them. Chat is open. Let's see what we got. Now we have another chapter to go. But what does God say to you when we read a very mechanical text like this that's basically just allotments of land? Did you see some of the key clues in there? The thing that stands out to me is they did, Joshua did, just as the Lord commanded it. But the children of Israel did not. Did you catch that? Hey, thank you, everybody. Um, BP and E, I am doing very well. Thank you. Um, where, Kim says, were the Levites scattered across the tribes? They were centralized in the Jerusalem area, or in this time, Bethel, which is where the tabernacle would have been housed. Okay. After Bethel, which was basically the tabernacle, they moved it up to Jerusalem, and guess who did that? That was David. Remember? Remember the story? Um, let's see here. 
God knows exactly where he wants us. Christy, thank you for that. As believers, not only did he have specific plans for his ancient people, Israel, which remain to this day, and they are still his people, and he has not completed his plans, he still has a place for you. That's really the question, isn't it? It's a lot more difficult for us in that sense because he spells it out right here. But with us, it requires prayer and the leading of the Spirit of God and to follow the Spirit of God. Maybe you're going through a career transition. Maybe you have financial challenges. Maybe you have relational challenges. Maybe you don't know how to proceed in your marriage or how to raise your child. Maybe there's a challenge with a relationship outside your family that is not going very well. The New Testament gives us the assurance in the book of James that he who asks for wisdom, and he asks with faith, believing that the Lord will give it to him. Um, Tina Hart, if we don't destroy our enemies, they will be continual hindrance to us. Boy, isn't that a sobering thought? What are your enemies? Probably not people because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and dark spirits that constantly confuse us and try to lead us astray. In Revelation 1, in Revelation, uh, in Revelation chapter 7, 144,000 identified by DNA, Jules Mills, Jules Mills. Yes, uh, I had my brother-in-law, Mir, take a DNA test and it tra traced him to be over 50% Judean. And if you go into the DNA pool, uh, there's a lot of people that have been intermarried throughout the world because of Assyria taking captive the 10 tribes of the Northern Kingdom, which was called Israel. And they intermarried and they tended to more or less stay together in communities. If not, that DNA still remains. It's a puzzle, isn't it? It's uniquely interesting. Could it be that that is an identifier? You know, I talk about that sometimes in my teachings. But we do know, according to Ezekiel 36 and 37, that Israel and Judea will be united as one in the last days, right before the Gog-Magog War, led by Russia, Iran, Turkey, with Libya and Sudan. Coincidence that we have an identifier somehow of who these Israelites are to this day? It's not the Mormons. <laughs> Sorry, Mormons. Not you. Anyway, um, uh, let's see. What's up with Levi? What did that mean? Yeah. And Mason, the Levites were the priests and the servants for the tabernacle, which evolved into the temple. They did not get land. Their job was to serve the Lord and live around the location where the tabernacle or temple was. So if you have somebody that you know with the last name Cohen or Levi or Levi, chances are that might be their tribe. I'm just saying, okay? And that's not Judah, that's Levi, okay? Um, Dan Wharton, God has a reason for everything. We may not understand it, and I missed your whole comment there, but I think you were saying that we don't understand often what God does. He does it, and the question is whether we trust his good judgment or if we think we're better than him and can make a better judgment. For example, he has allowed certain rulers to reign across the earth. We know some of these are bad rulers. We know some of these policies are absolutely horrific. And we know many of these policies destroy certain countries. Yet, God knew it. 
And yet he predicted that this would all happen. Does it mean that it's his will that sin happens in this world? No. He knew it would happen. And he's so good that he's going to bring it all together, despite the will of man, to his final will. If you ask me, I think that's absolutely genius. Um, what happens to Dan? C.J. Jones, 715. They aren't mentioned in Revelation. Aha! And you say, are they? You are correct. They are not mentioned in Revelation. And the reason why is Dan was given the area on the west coast around the Tel Aviv-Jaffa area. And they looked to the north because they thought it was more comfortable, it was better living conditions, and they weren't surrounded by rivals. So they moved up there. And ironically, because they compromised what was given to them by God and wanted something that they thought was better, they moved up and that area became the capital of paganism by Jesus' day. Dan made a bad decision. And God said, if you want to do that, go right ahead. So, Laura Lee, it's not the Mormons. We are one new man, but, the, but we Gentiles are grafted into the vine. Don't forget that. Peggy Coast, God expect the Israelites to do as he directed and not allow the ites to live. They didn't obey. We must learn to obey him. It's for our own good. All right. I'm going to bring that chat back up in a minute. I am taking these two weeks just to have a little fun with you all and to interact with you all. So we have 335 people in our small group tonight reading scripture and listening to scripture. The story is not over yet. Where does Judah land? Did you know that Jews, we call Jews Jews, or Jewish people, because they are what is left of the tribe of Judah? In Hebrew, Yehuda or Yehudim, is from the same root. Jews are Judeans. So Jews today are actually Judeans. People say, Amir, you're, how do you know from, you're from the tribe of Judah? Because he's Jewish. <laughs> also confirmed by DNA, born in the city of Jerusalem, over 50% Jewish. But what about the other tribes? Hmm. That's one of the questions we sought to address earlier. But if you look at DNA, there are indications that root back to Israelite roots. Verse 1, chapter 15. Oop, let's get the... Oh, sorry. Um, chapter 14. Here we go. There we go. These are the areas. Now, this is not Judah. I was, I was in chapter 15. I got confused. See, this is what happens when you don't come, shall we say, preloaded. I'm just shooting from the hip tonight. But let's be honest, you are too. We're all shooting from the hip. These are the areas which the children of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan, which Eliezer, the priest, Joshua, the son of Nun, and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel distributed as an inheritance to them. Their inheritance was by lot, as the Lord had commanded by the hand of Moses for the nine tribes and the half-tribe. For Moses had given the inheritance of the two tribes and the half-tribe on the other side of the Jordan. Other side of the Jordan. But to the Levites, he had given no inheritance among them, for the children of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Did you know that? And they gave no part to the Levites in the land, except cities to dwell in, 
with their common lands for their livestock and their property. As the Lord had commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did, and they divided the land. The children of, Israel, the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Japhuneh, the Kinezite, said to him, You know the world which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was forty years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back world to him as it was in my alt. Nevertheless, my brethren, who went up with me, made the alt of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, these forty-five years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while, in the, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day, eighty-five years old. I'm just putting on the accent for, you know, that's kind of how the Israelis sound today. A little bit more. As yet I am strong this day, as I was then, so now is my strength for woe, both for going out and coming in. Now therefore give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. He, he's, he's, he's wanting the deal he made to stand with the next rulership. You ever been in a situation like that where somebody's promised you something and you're like, okay, is the new leader going to keep his word? For you erred in the day of how Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall able, be able to drive them out of the, as the Lord has said. So you can see his commitment to the mission. He's me, he means business, this old man. He's got more heart and passion than a lot of these young people. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenazite, to, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Hmm. And the name of Hebron formerly was Kiryat Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. Then the land had rest from war. I'm going to open up the chat. Rest from war. And let's put a nice graphic in the back. What do you say? What do you say? There you go. Um, my DNA, Marianne says, showed a percentage of Ashkenazi Jew. Not sure what that means. Ashkenazi was uh, from the descendants of Ashkenaz, uh, from the offspring of Noah, who settled in Northern Europe. You're part Northern European Jewish. Maybe it's Polish, maybe West Russia. I don't know. Be interesting if you want to write that down. Be interesting to see what region it, it puts you at. Jordan Crawford, I always wondered why we call everyone Israel Jews. Are are there not any non-Jewish Israelites that live in the Israel, Israel today? You can bet that there are, James, because um, I see a very miraculous thing occurring. I was in a bookstore once, and somebody asked me, just, I was standing there looking at books, and they said, sir, can I ask you a question? Do you think I should move to Israel? I found out that I am part Jewish. And this is a total stranger. I said, that's an interesting question. Why would you ask a complete stranger? And why would you ask me such a personal question? And the person said, well, I just felt led to ask you. 
And I said, look, do you feel a magnetism to go to Israel? And this person said, yes, I do. I said, how do you explain that? You know what the person said? I think it might be God. In other words, this person of themselves didn't necessarily feel magnetized to go to Israel. And once they found out they had Jewish blood, they felt this kind of magnet. And if you go to Israel and you ask some of the people that are new immigrants, a lot of them will say the same thing. How do you explain that? How do you explain that people will give up a lot of conveniences and comforts and feel magnetized to go back? Unless what Ezekiel 36 and 37 says is true, that God causes it. I'm just saying. And that's coming from a Gentile. Okay? Think about it. All right. Obedience brings the joy of the Lord, whatever the time frame. Go, Caleb! Kim, thank you. Tinkerbell, German-Polish. Well, that's Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi. There you go. Um, Tinkerbell called it. Look, uh, Marianne, wow, trust and, obe and obedience, holy following the Lord brings blessings. You know, I don't know why all of us have to keep relearning that. You know, when you obey in the things that you know you're not supposed to do, there's blessing of avoiding consequences. When you obey the things that you see that you should do, the things that you know you should do, when you do them and a miracle happens, you say to yourself, wow, I'm so glad I did that. Would that have mir miracle happened if I didn't do that? No, I'm just saying. Michelle, Sikora, truth is, by its nature, quiet. Lies demand to be heard and loudly. Now that is very profound. Hmm. Did you hear that? Still on the screen. Saved by grace, Christian. Again, we are shown the importance of listening and following God. Gina, what about Sephardic Jews? Sephardic, what tribe is... Ah, great question. You have Ashkenazi, which is Northern Europe or even Europe. Then you have Mizrahi, which are Eastern Jews, the Iraqi Jews, the Eastern Turkish Jews, the Middle East Jews. And then you have Sephardic Jews. Sfarad in Hebrew is the word for Spain. It is all of the Iberian Peninsula areas into Northern Africa. Sephardic Jews... That's their region. How you like that? They are not Ashkenazi. That's Western Europe. That's Spain. So, C.J. Jones 750, very profound. Um, I think so. I think that tonight, even though we looked at the allotment of tribes, every single word in Scripture, as boring and as irrelevant as it may seem from the surface, has a message for all of us. So, with that being said, I want to welcome all of you who your friends shared, and now you're here. And this is where I want to challenge you. Go look at maps after what we've read and see for yourself the true allotment that was given to the Israelites, including Judah, which will be the case for the future. And if you don't believe me, go to the Abrahamic Covenant okay? And look at the regions God said he promised to Abraham for an everlasting possession in the book of Genesis. So with that being said, let us conclude with a prayer. Bless each viewer. Show us, Lord, as we interact by listening to your word, what we need to do. What's the one thing you need to do as a result of this? I don't know. I'm sure God will guide you. 
Next week, same time. Next week, it will be me and Amir from Hawaii. And then we will, we will have even more fun. So until then, continue to listen and continue to apply. I love every one of you. Never forget that. See you next week.